bridge to the break, but never ever chase the break. What's up guys, this is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We're gonna talk about tactics that I had a question from an athlete. I'm gonna read his email, we'll call this a cat four question. We have been talking about tactics. He's a strong guy and he can, either he's getting in a break and the break's not sticking, or he's towing people, like he sees a break go, and if people aren't chasing it down, he does the work, and then maybe he gets counterattacked. What I wanna talk about is how do you understand when to roll the dice? Like how do you know if you should be in that break or not be in that break? And here's the, here's the answer. You cannot predict all of this. This is called bike racing. So let's break this down. He has some really good points that I've heard multiple times. So bear with me as I read through the whole scenario and then we're gonna chat about it. And as always, gonna try and keep this 10 minutes or less, get you in and out of here and a little bit faster. So he said, hey man, I'm ruminating over the racing tactics conversations earlier and I wanna hone in on a particular scenario. You told me several times that if something goes off the front and for whatever reason I can't jump on it, I should not go to the front and tow the field up to it. So let's pause there. Remember, when you're in the field, if you're looking around and you say, hey, if somebody goes, can I go now? And the answer is no, you are in a bad position. Now maybe you're for some reason not trying to be opportunistic and trying to get up the road, then fine, sit in that position. But do not say that you got boxed in. We only box ourselves in. So a part of this conversation is like, where do you position yourself? Sometimes if you feel like you know it's early and people are trying to be active, you might have to be on the little edge of the peloton, the edge of the blob so that you can launch off the side. You might have to take a little bit of wind here or there. Sometimes you have to burn a little match to get in a good position so that you can be in the position to be opportunistic and follow a break. So it's not always being this protected rider, okay? So I responded that in a particular scenario, the brake wasn't going to stay away simply because they weren't that strong and the Peloton is the Peloton. My response was, if they aren't going to stay, then you don't need to do anything. If you see two guys go up the road and they don't look that strong, this is where you're playing the card game. Like, do you bet on this hand or do you just let them roll? If they don't look that strong, you're not doing anything. You're staying in a position that if people try to bridge, you're gonna bridge with that. Bridge to the brake. Don't tow the whole group to the break, okay? But here's the thing. I don't know for sure if they're going to stay away. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're not going to stay away, but how sure can one be? Only about 95%. That's why in those cases, I was willing to jump on the front, do some work, close the gap when no one else is going to chase. In that sense, I'm thinking that if I don't do it, nobody will, and that increases the break's chance of getting away, however small it may be, to... The brake isn't moving fast enough to where bridging to them would be advantageous. It would burn matches for something that is almost certainly going to be brought back. If it's almost certainly going to be brought back, you don't take that bet. Hey, here's a 5% chance you're going to win five bucks. Do you want to take that bet? Probably not. Oh, you lost. Five times out of 100, you're going to lose that bet. Like this is bike racing. It's calculating. And here's my tangent on it. When there is a voice in your head that says, go. Do not calculate, listen to that voice. That is your sixth sense of racing. That is the thing that cannot be taught. And what you learn from this is sometimes you will go and it doesn't work and you say, okay, like you calibrate that in your brain. All these scenarios funnel into this thing called experience. The more you race, the more you get out and test yourself, learn your limits. 
the better you will become. Another tangent, this same guy, he has like cat two to three watts and he for like eight to 12 minutes, which granted, you know, I'm not a huge person in the, in the power profile because it's only one off uh, power data, like a one time best. So we don't know repeatability. We don't, we can't use that to test later in a race, but he often doesn't believe that when he gets away, he looks back and sees people chasing him. He gives up because he doesn't realize everybody's hurting and he doesn't fully test that. Like he never gives himself the chance to see the result of really going for it. So this is where I get stuck. I don't want to tow the field, but I don't want the break to get away. So I don't want to burn expensive matches, lighting it up and bridging to the break only to have all of us brought back. If I pass the break and encourage them to come with me, or if I pull through immediately to signal that I really want to make this break work, that might work. That's a great move. Get to the break, and if you can, pull through, keep everybody going. Because sometimes if somebody bridges up to the break and people look, they're like, oh, is this a freeloader, or is this just a guy in the break because he has teammates back? They're like, signal, send a signal that you want to work, do a little bit of work, and get up the road. You got to do it quickly because people are probably chasing. Other people might be trying to bridge. You want to get away with as few people as possible. Chances are at that point, the gap to the Peloton will have closed enough to where this isn't particularly profitable. That's why you have to move quickly. If you watched my tour of North Georgia video, when I bridged up to Michael Hernandez, Jimmy Shermer, two other guys, I was like, yo, let's roll. And they were like, we are screwed. We're out of gas. And I was like, okay, we got to go now. We dropped him on a couple of rollers and it was Michael and I that rolled in from one and two. It was immediate. Get to the break. What's going on? Let's roll. You don't have time dilly-dally. This is a freaking bike race, okay? So it all depends on my getaway power in that initial bridge attempt. And it's not all that high or maybe high enough, but I don't want to get so much closer to emptying the tank needlessly. This is, he, he doesn't know this because he's the guy that he never gives himself the chance to understand how full his tank really is. And he's slowly starting to realize that through, you can use workouts. I always reference this old race winner workout. 30 seconds at 200% FTP, fall into 100 to 105% FTP for three minutes, sprint. That's a banger move. Start to elongate that threshold portion. Elongate the first portion. Like use sims on the road to feel confident about yourself. So still, I'm not really sure what to do in these marginal situations where the break that I'm not part of doesn't look promising, but I can't afford to take that chance, but nobody else seems to be on my wavelength in those situations. My options are to over-insure by epically bridging to a most probably doom break, and depending on how hard my start is, possibly towing the field with me, or close the gap at a lower power, and then the, tow com- the field comes with me and I can get counterattacked. Sometimes neither of these options seems promising. So given those assumptions, is it better to bring the entire field with me or to go off and bridge, taking a chance on the break with a poor prospectus, having now burned to match just to be reabsorbed? That's the risk. You are bridging to possibly be reabsorbed. This is you learning how to play poker, blackjack, whatever. You need to learn how to understand that gamble. The more you do this, the more you'll see things that look good and don't look good. Will you bridge to a break and have it be brought back? Yes, many times. Will you not bridge to a break and wave goodbye and never see them again? Yes, and that will drive you insane. This is bike racing, okay? That's why I'm always, as Robin Carpenter said, Robin looks to be opportunistic. Go back and watch that interview, it's phenomenal. Be opportunistic. I like to get into a break 
I would rather go and race and get in a break and have it be brought back two or three times than never race. That being said, if you are racing with stronger people, if you're a cat three and you get in the one, two race, get in a break, but also be cognizant that breaks do get brought back at that level. So you might want to wait until later if you're trying to win and get some upgrade points Whereas, to be honest, a lot of breaks in cat four or five races, they do stay away because there's one or two people that are much stronger and they'll bring a couple people with them. So you really have to be on your toes. Getting close to 10 minutes here. My response to him in capitals, bridge to the break, do not tow the field. You can never be 100% sure. We are just more than ever in this calculated cycling world. I'm going to do this by this for this many minutes at this wattage. I will increase my FTP. I would. Da, da, da. I love the math, the science, the power meter, the everything. That's a piece of it. Do you have the nutrition dialed? Do you even like? I know people that rip workouts. They can go do a two-hour ride. They don't know how to fuel for a bike race. Do you understand the tactics? Do you understand all these other soft skills that are going on when you're riding in a blob of people? Let's stop trying to predict everything. Instead, put yourself in these positions called training rides, fast group rides, bike races, A races, B races, C races, whatever. Get more experience. Watch cycling videos. Talk to people that are faster than you. I sound like I'm yelling at you guys, but I just want to be so adamant that you need to get out there and experience this. Because then this guy, if he believed in himself and he just threw himself out there, I said, go on this Tuesday group ride and I want you to attack. When that fastest, there's a fast guy in his town. When he goes, I want you to go with him and get dropped. His reply, wow, I lasted longer than I thought I would. Boom. Now you need to be able to shift your effort. Hey, I I lasted till three quarters of the hill. Is there a way that I can launch later so I can make it over the hill with the fast guys? Is there a way that, is there a situation that I can stick with them and work with them? Find ways to use the tools that you have to get a better result. That's what part of this is. Like, It's also getting faster, but it's also learning how to use what you have. Okay? So... There is no way to make the right move in every scenario. It's impossible. So sometimes you make the right choice, other times you don't. But I said, to fully clarify this, you need to go out and encounter these situations over and over and over again, because then that little thing called intuition, that sixth race sense is gonna kick in and you will find yourself just be like, I feel like I should go, and you go, don't question it. Comment below. How do you use your intuition in bike racing, in training, in group rides, whatever? Has it helped you? Hopefully this helps you. Go out and race and take notes. What did you learn? And please, don't be, don't be negative about everything. Don't be like, this isn't going to work. That's not going to Some things work, okay? Some things do work. Sometimes the break gets away. Sometimes the counterattack works. It's not always a sprint at the end. Good luck with your training and racing. See you guys.